how do I make health fun again? Because your body creates health naturally when you support it in your environment, but it should be part of your day. It shouldn't be your day. And this is why people are so exhausted because they go into it exhausted and they get more exhausted and they're on this vicious cycle. Problem is none of these things are solutions. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everybody. Hope your day is off to an epic start. I'm so excited to interview Josh and Jeannie Rubin. You may know them on Instagram as Real Food Gangstas. I've learned so much from them, and perhaps if you are followers of them, you've learned a lot too. As pioneers in restoring thyroid and metabolic health, they have taken food as medicine to the next level. With over 20 years of research and experience, they have unlocked the secret to what defines a healthy, healing, and sustainable diet. You, more specifically, your ability to metabolize and process not only the food you eat, but the environment you live in into energy and your body's most basic and fundamental need. We talk about environment today, how we respond to our environment, what that looks like, and the stress in our environment. We chat a lot about circadian rhythm and the importance of sunlight, and Josh debunks the whole vitamin D myth. Perhaps you may be familiar with some of the controversy around taking vitamin D, so we dive deeper into that. Building stress resiliency, we talk about nutrition, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I loved interviewing them. Let's dive in. Hello, real food gangsters, <laughs> Josh and Jeannie. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Thank Podcast. You. Hello, thanks for having us. I'm so excited you're here, my nutrition heroes. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Love all the information and the education and the value that you provide to your audience. You've been huge mentors to me. And we're going to dive into all of it in this episode because I got lots lots of questions and want to pick your brain on so many amazing topics. Before we do that, I would love it if you guys can share a little bit about yourselves with our audience, who you are, what you do, a little bit about your story and background so they can get to know you mm -hmm. if you know, they've been living under a rock and don't know who you are yet <laughs> by this point. Started? Yeah, I think we come from two different places. You know, I grew up in a household where my mother was a nurse, dietitian, my dad was an x-ray tech. I grew up in hospitals, became an occupational therapist out of college. So, you know, this was, you know, back in the day, but it was like, you know, the no fat, low fat, but I didn't really eat sugar cereal right. candies, like Coke, Pepsi. My parents just weren't those people. So at the time, I grew up in a very healthy household. We sat down three times a day to eat together. You know, food was like the focus. So I kind of grew up in that. And I didn't know I was going to focus on food, but every kind of certification degree and thing I focus on has led me to where I am today and kind of really mm -hmm. just 
it was a process. It's not like I went to school and was like, I'm going to do this. It was just every little thing added up to create what I'm doing today. And I think even the journey into this arena, because in the beginning, you know, 23 years ago, it was using labs like Metametrics and Diagnostics and, and all these labs to treat adrenal fatigue and, and parasites. And the problem was after a certain amount of time, because it was like the Wild West, everyone was doing labs and we'd work with people and they'd come to us and be like, it's not working. I need help. I saw you on YouTube or you taught for the Czech Institute and wherever and I need to work with you. And I'd be like, okay, send me everything, you know? And they would send us like a box of labs. And I'm like, well, I can't do anything differently. And that's really when we had this like, aha moment of like, we need to change. And this was really early 2000s. Like we need to do things differently because, you know, just like today, we're all chasing the effect. We're all saying, I want to change, but I'm not going to change. It's going to add stuff to my already overfilled, overwhelmed, confused, paralyzed plate, supplements, modalities, red light therapy, ozone therapy, IV therapy, all these things without changing. And then people are like, health is so expensive. This is ridiculous. I don't want to pay you anymore. But the problem is it's expensive because you're doing things to chase the effect instead of saying, how do I put the health back in healing? How do I change the cause, which is how do I change? How do I change to create change? Because how you live, how you eat creates all those deficiencies or lab results. And that's really what got us to where we are today is really teaching people how to live and eat and do things differently and create healthy habits and behaviors externally to shift the internal to create more balance physiologically, which gives you better lab results, right? Which alters the effect. Absolutely. Which is kind of a great segue into where I come from, (laughs) because I had to learn how to live in a new way based on where I come from, right? My story was a little bit different. I wasn't raised in a home where there was a lot of healthy, well, I don't want to say that there wasn't healthy food, but it was just a very different dynamic at all levels. Right. So I sought out on a mission. Six kids. There was five of five, us. Five, sorry. Four boys and myself. <laughs> I was right in the middle. So if everyone Your can mom. just kind of comprehend what that might look like. Parents separated when we were For all sure. teenagers. So it just turned into a living shit show. But it put me out on a journey of self-discovery. And... When I did that, I I got to experience myself in a new setting, in a new environment, and realize that there was so much more to what my body's capable of. And the story was always, well, all the women in our family are this way. So that's probably why you're that way, right? I had really, really challenging cycles. Hormonally, I was a mess. Emotionally, I was a mess. Working out was always really hard for me, no matter what my age. And then I moved away. I moved to the islands for 10 years. And that's where not only did I connect spiritually with myself, but I connected physically with myself. And I think, again, you can't separate one from the other. So I wanted to learn more about that. And at that time, which is totally going to age me, (laughs) the only thing that really taught the wholeness was being a holistic health practitioner. But that involved being a massage therapist and being in herbs. I didn't want to do that. That wasn't what I was looking for. So that kind of propelled me into just being in a healthy environment. I wanted to be around healthy people. And that led me into the Czech Institute where Josh and I met, where they taught a very holistic point of view around the body and how, and just not only movement, but nutrition. So that's where we, Mm -hmm. we connected and had the same passion and um, have evolved since then into this place that we are today. And 
like Josh was saying, it's it's really comes down to how we're living. That's going to matter to how our body is able to interpret the environment, right? Or where we come right. from right. really has a, a grasp on how we interpret the world around us, which means that to have a new experience, we have to make changes to, again, create something that does support us at all levels. And that is, um, For sure. I am a living, breathing example of that. And it's something that is so close to my heart. We are doing something so much bigger. It became very clear about six years in when we were working in cellular energy that we were shifting nervous system balance in the body, right? We were really getting down to the root and the core of who people are and what their body is capable, the wisdom of the body. So we're very excited about the work that we do. And it's been such a gift to, to land in this space that we get to do that. Which is so beautiful and a new perspective that we need, even though you've been doing it for so long, you know, really bringing it, I feel like in the last few years, it's really becoming more to the forefront and people are building this deeper awareness around their body and their health, which is a really beautiful thing. thing. Because like Josh said, it's it's not just about the testing Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And we're so lucky to have accessibility to these tests and whatnot and where medicine is today. But I also think we're just overcomplicating the heck out of it. Yes. It has become very overcomplicated. And we've moved away from health being healthy and healing being a healthy experience to it being a very unhealthy It's become a job. It's become a hobby. It's become a hustle, right? I mean, how many people have we talked to that said, I've already spent thousands of dollars. I can't afford you. Some part is is their fault and some part is they've been led down the wrong path by the wrong practitioners. But, you know, it's become this thing where we have to wake up every day and think about all the things we need to do to be healthy. And unfortunately, that's not health, right? Because it's not a checklist. It's not a to-do. If you're doing that, it's the journey to become healthy has become unhealthy, right? Because health is really about creating new healthy habits and behaviors, right? That changes yeah. your environment. That changes your physiology, right? So, you know, we have to take a step back and say, how do I make health fun again? Because your body creates health naturally when you support it in your environment, but it should be part of your day. It shouldn't be your day, right? And this is why people are so exhausted because they go into it exhausted and then you get more exhausted. And they're on this vicious cycle that's moving a million miles an hour of, diets, nootropics, you know, cleanses, mm-hmm. detoxes. And the problem is none of these things are solutions. And I know some people are going right. to say, well, I did detox and they helped me. None are solutions, meaning solutions. all of these things sacrifice long-term health for short-term gain. Just because you right. did it and you feel better, it's not a solution. You know what I mean? Maybe you cleared the pathways. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sacrificing long-term health for doing these things. And maybe if you changed how you live and how you eat and and, and your habits, maybe those things can some one or one tool could be used based on your health history, but there's no need for people to do all these, right? Because we have everything we need at our fingertips. The problem is no one wants to change. You know, it's like we say, everyone wants to get healthy until they realize what it takes to get healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes and no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not saying it's that easy because yeah, some I, people are so 
locked in that state. And a lot of it is just, it's how they survive. And we get that, right? It's not like I'm saying it's easy, but what I'm saying is it is easy because you can make small changes that can make long lasting effects. Like instead of waking up and getting your phone, get outside of sunrays, get outside of UVA rise. Instead of waking up and not eating till noon, wake up and eat. Instead of waking up first thing in the morning faster after work at night is stressful day, work out midday if you can, you know, when your metabolism is peaking. So now you're working with your system versus against it. You know, there's so many things that you can do. The problem is we're either so tired or so triggered or in survival mode, we're always just like, what's the best supplement? You know, what's the best modality? How to use red light therapy? It's winter time. You know, co-plunges, saunas, it's it's just being overused. And this is why it's become unhealthy in our opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm a true testament to it, having gone down that road of obsessive over all the ingredients and gluten-free and sugar-free and dairy-free and all the free. And it's just like how that actual freedom, you know, and just having to take a step back from that and trust in the intelligence of my body by providing the right environment, then like you said, it's health is, is going to come as a byproduct of that. It's a, it's a natural byproduct of that. So I definitely want to dive into, you know, all the quote unquote changes and the choices that we can make, but I'm really curious what really led you down the path to thyroid health. Cause you talk so much about thyroid health. Well, it's really I mean, you talk so much about everything. We talk Josh, about everything. Yes. <laughs> our, our kind of name right now is in the midst of shifting. Not name, but like right. our approach and our and our message. No, our message will stay the same, but like our brand, our brand is changing just because yeah. we've evolved. Yeah. But I would say like 15, 20 years ago, when we came up with this because our end goal is still the same. It's how do we support ourselves? Because you come into this world as a cell, you multiply and you turn into an embryo fetus. And then your replication of cells is what you are, your tissues, your organs, everything. And that's what runs. That's the, the motor that runs all your systems. And every system has a different amount of these engines, depending on their need, of course, like the heart and, and the uterus have a ton and the brain, but other systems have less. But our goal is to, how do we eat and live and breathe and, and move and get in the sun? Because really it comes down to five things that influence your cell. It's sound, it's water, it's movement, it's food. And I'm forgetting the fifth right now, but all these, I'm forgetting it, it'll come to me. <laughs> but there's five things that influence your cell and it's your cells that are going to dictate whether you're going to heal or not. It's like money in the bank or you're creating debt, right? You're right. creating oxidative stress because of stress externally, which eventually turns into inflammation, which turns into calcification. But people are like, oh, I'm going to take this to reduce inflammation. It's like trying to put out a forest fire with a fire extinguisher. Your cells aren't producing energy. There's nothing you can do. You have to get that to work first. So our angle is always right. the same. The reason we said thyroid 15 years ago is because it's one of the only hormones that influences cell. Of course, there's minerals and et cetera, but it's the only hormone that influences every cell in your body. And that's why we focused on it because it was tangible. Got it. Sorry, Jeannie. I wasn't sure if you wanted to oh, add no, anything. He pretty there. much summed that up really well. <laughs> and that's why awesome. we're shifting over because it is so much bigger than that, right? When you're working right. at that yeah. level of the cell and that is literally what breathes every single 
part of who we are. We don't have to go chasing the symptoms. We don't have to fix or even try to attempt to affix the systems because you can't, right? It's all one. So if we can work there, then we can create more balance. The fifth, the most important <laughs> okay. is light. <laughs> light. Okay. So what were they again? Light. So light, light sound, sound. Water, movement, nutrition. And, and there's reasons for this. So light, why? Because in complex with the mitochondria, you have an enzyme that's literally driven by light, not blue light, mm-hmm. by sunlight. This is why it's so important. We're light beings, not in an esoteric way, but we are light beings, right? right? Sunrise regulates the balance between cortisol and melatonin, how we sleep, how we recover, how we regulate our blood sugar, the light at UVA rise, activating melanopsin receptors in our eyes, which communicates with your nucleus and your hypothalamus, can help regulate pregnenolone and dopamine and the thyroid and leptin and insulin. And of course, UVB rise is how we, all the precourses to vitamin D, you know, so we can, this is your circadian rhythm, but this is how light influences your cells to do all these things. So it's important that we get light, you know, and it's like, you're trying to regulate inflammation by taking supplements, curcumin, or I don't even know what people take nowadays, you know, crazy juices and stuff. But the problem is if your cells are not getting light, and they're not being stimulated, mm-hmm. and they're not getting the nutrients to stimulate their complex. It's like trying to pay off debt, a million dollars in debt with pennies. It's it's going to take forever and you're never going to get there. It's wasted time and energy, you know, and light is, is so important. How many people get light nowadays, sunlight? I mean, talking to most people, not many, and everyone walks around with sunglasses 24-7, which blocks UVA, UVB, sunrise, et cetera. Right. Well, when you think about it, when you step outside of sunrise, those rays simulate the receptors in mitochondria, et cetera, but they regulate the balance of cortisol and melatonin. So it signals a gradual, gradual increase in cortisol in the slow drop in melatonin. So people with sleep issues, it's a dysregulation between those. And it starts with how you wake up, what you're doing, and how you're moving through your day. It's not a nighttime snack or a supplement at night. You're treating the effect, not the cause, right? Right. Same thing with gut issues. It's that relationship. Second is UVA. That's going to really regulate pregnenolone, the thyroid, leptin, insulin, dopamine, et cetera. And it could play a big role with those systems. It's like turning them on and getting them ready for the day. And this is why it's obviously hard, but the most important, if you're going to move, to move between like 10 and three, somewhere in between there, because everything's turned on. Your temperature should be high. Your body can handle it, and that's when you should move because that's where your body is ready to handle it. It's, it's ready to meet those demands. Same thing with UVB rise or UVB. That's when you stimulate all your vitamin D precursors, right? So people are like, oh, I'm low in vitamin D, which is a big conversation because the labs are incorrect. But anyway, of course you are. Mm-hmm. You don't get outside. Yeah. And you wear sunglasses 24-7. Why wouldn't you be if you even are, right? So We have to think about these things. And that's one of like 500 examples of why people are not supporting their physiology and why people are gravitating towards all these modalities. Maybe they don't know how to do it. Maybe they're being led down the right, wrong path. Maybe they're lazy. There's a million reasons, but our point is if you don't do these things in small little increments over time and create consistency, you can take all the supplements you want from the best companies in the world and do the craziest modalities and spend all the money in the world. Right. The second you drop those, you'll be back at square one faster than you can count to 20. Why? Because you haven't created change. 
It's that simple. For sure. You know, I've always said like this whole biohacking movement is so silly because if you take away all the biohacking stuff people are doing, what are they doing? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so key. For all my Canadian friends, if you are looking to save on some of your daily supplement staples, head on over to orangenaturals.com and use the coupon code wellnesswitch to save 15% off. You will find an array of products on here. Some daily staples and go-tos might be your magnesium or your collagen. I love Orange Naturals because of their herbal tinctures. Ashwagandha is amazing for thyroid and adrenal health. And I love their liver tincture blend, which is great for liver detoxification as well as for digestion, which sometimes in the colder winter months, digestion can be a little bit more sluggish and having these herbs can be really helpful. Now, another thing to check out on their site is their homeopathic creams. If you happen to be traveling this winter season and you're traveling somewhere hot and warm where you might be more exposed to some mosquitoes, which I always attract, the Bites and Stings Cream is fantastic for any type of swelling and redness and any kind of bites. That is a product that I always keep on hand in the summertime. So if you're traveling, you're definitely going to want to have that product with you. Again, the coupon code is wellnesswitch. It will save you 15% off. Head on over to orangenaturals.com. There's so much I want to ask there around vitamin D winter time with less light. So, okay. Where do I want to take this? Vitamin D. For those who are actually getting enough vitamin D, but still have low levels. Yeah. Can we dive into that? Well, I think it's a really misunderstood topic. There's a great Facebook group. It's called the Secosteroid Facebook group. Okay. It's, it's run by Jim Stephenson. Yes. It's yep. very knowledgeable. It's run by research. The dude is next level. I mean, I read his stuff and it's, I can't even comprehend it sometimes, but there's a lot of basic stuff too. You know, I've always asked why has the medical industry pushed vitamin D so much? And it's always puzzled me. I don't have a reason and it still puzzles me why they haven't come up with a medication for vitamin D yet, right? Because they're so focused on it, you know? Hmm. The first is the labs. It's really confusing because... They test 25-OH, which is storage. They're not looking at active. Testing active without storage or storage without active tells you nothing. It's like testing TSH alone without the other values. tells you nothing. It's like testing copper without ceruloplasm, without retinol. Right. tells you nothing. So it's a useless lab by itself. You always have to compare because a lot of the times if someone has, let's say, low vitamin D with high active, that's a sign of inflammation in the system. That's the most common, right? So if you take vitamin D to regulate that inflammation, it's like throwing a screaming kid in a room and walking away. He's still screaming. The problem's still there. And that's why people maybe feel better, you know, but when they go off it, they don't feel good anymore because they open the door and the child's still there screaming. They haven't fixed the problem. But a lot of the times when you're looking at it, if your active is normal and your vitamin 25 OH storage is like 20, you're fine. That's normal. That is a normal ratio. It should be two to one. So like, let's say your active is 40. I'm just giving an easy example. And your storage is 20. That's good. It's a two to one ratio, right? That's what you want to see. 
So, of course, if it's higher, it's a sign of inflammation. But it doesn't mean you need vitamin D in the sense of the supplement because it's not the same structure as what you're going to get in your food is what you get from the sun. It's really telling you, hey, knock on the head. You need to change. There's a problem with inflammation. Your cells are not producing energy. You're not getting light. You're not getting the right foods to meet your needs. You might be eating clean. You might be eating gluten-free, but you're not meeting your needs. It's more than just eating clean, right? It also comes back to getting outside. It's that simple, Mm -hmm. right? I stopped wearing sunglasses about a year and a half ago or limited. And now that I don't, I look around and Mm -hmm. everyone, like it's it's all I see. Even now, going into fall, people have sunglasses on. And I stopped because I noticed when I was at the park with my son about a year and a half ago and I take him off, he didn't have sunglasses on and he was totally fine to see everything. I take mine off and I'd be like squinting and my eyes are watering. And so I kind of stopped wearing them. That's all we see is sunglasses. (laughs) But at the same time, who gets outside? You wake up, you eat, you get in your car, you go to the gym, you come home, you watch TV. You're flooded just like there's bad food, there's bad light. You're flooded with bad light all day. So your food can only do so much. So the best time Mm -hmm. to get the precursors to vitamin D is UVB. UVB rise and UVB time. Of course, it's winter. Depending on where you live, your latitude, it's going to be shorter. It's going to be later in the the morning. Like in the summer, it's like, you know, 9 to 6 at night, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's UVB. UVB rise is usually where you want to kind of be out there because it's the best rays in a sense. But that's how you build up your solar calories so you don't burn over right. time because it helps you build up that pigmentation. Of course, right. in the summer, it's much shorter, but you can still regulate your vitamin D with getting outside at UVB Rise and eating foods like fatty fish, you know, eggs, dairy that contain whole food vitamin D. You know, it's not hard. The problem right. is people are brainwashed in believing their vitamin D needs to be 100. It doesn't. Right. Because when you look at your active, if your active right. is 200, sure, that's a crazy example. But if your active is 40, that's an inverse ratio. When you start inversing ratios in the body, which is nature, whether it's sodium, potassium, sodium, magnesium, or vitamin D, you create confusion at the cell level. It's mineral, electrolyte, everything confusion, which causes cell death. That leads to more inflammation and calcification. And there's so much research to show that high doses of vitamin D long-term leads to calcification. This isn't like, I'm not making that up. And I think beyond the food, again, it's always coming back to how do we get that regulation in the system using the food? Because part of the issue is also magnesium as a precursor to that vitamin D production and the extreme chelation of minerals under that chronic stress. So people are very, very, very deficient. So first we have to stop that through aligning our nutrition, our lifestyle with how we regulate, then we have to optimize the use of our foods that contain these natural resources. And then we have to replenish minerals at the right time in someone's healing process to support all of the necessary tools right. to make those conversions more optimal. Yeah, <laughs> it's but a as lot. You can and see, it's-, it's much bigger than taking a vitamin D supplement. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Okay, I'd love to dive into, you know, you talked about light. I'd love to talk about sound and how sound That's is. probably what I know the least about. Yeah, okay. Say. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's something I'm definitely you know? looking into. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's you know, it's, it's the vibrations and how they influence mm. the cell. 
you know, it's something I'm doing more research on and, but it's not same thing with water. It's not just water. It's structured right. water, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of stuff out there. There's different people like Pollock and Dr. Emoto and all these things, but NMS cells, you know, are made up of water, but you know, these things have a great influence on our system. And of course, yeah. sound could, we could, it could be, it doesn't have to be music. It could be, you know, how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to other people. And, mm. you know, I think something we always say is what precedes food and healing is kind of our five tenants. And one of them is like, really trusting that you can heal and believing in your body for sure because we've all lost this ability to trust our body yeah. i've been there i get it i've had health scares and it's easy to be like am i ever going to heal again but i think you know that self-talk is really important when you talk about you know vibrations and it's even going back to and it's i'm not there's more to it than just this esoteric piece but it's right. like if you look at Dr. Emoto's work and all these other people and how he would, you know, say things or mm -hmm. uh, even just put messages on water, like a word on a cup and it would change yeah. the structure. Like, this is pretty powerful. And I'm not saying like, we have to get all foofy with it because it's, it is left brain in the sense of like getting the right type of structure water, which is, you know, water that's really kind of been in sunlight, right? To influence the cells, to influence your system versus in a plastic bottle, demineralized or has synthetic, you know, hard minerals in it, right? Right. That's the problem. Right. So it is a piece of that, of course. But from our standpoint, I think the ones that we know a lot about right now is the light, the movement, the nutrition, and that's kind of what we focus on. Awesome. And so speaking of nutrition, obviously you take a food first approach. And I think for a lot of people to think that they're using food to support stress can feel kind of confusing to a lot of people because, you know, I know a lot of people think, well, if I, I need to manage my stress, I'm going to, I'm going to go away. I'm going to take some time off work. I'm going to take these adrenal supplements. But to think that I can eat in a specific way and eat certain foods, and that's going to help my stress. I think for a lot of people, it's like, what do you mean? How do I actually do that? So can you break that down for us? Well, I think the first question to consider is how do you feel when you haven't eaten? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> and then when you do eat, how do you feel? Right, right. right. So yeah. food is what our bodies are designed to help us create energy, right? And when we don't have energy, like Josh was saying, you're either producing energy or you're producing inflammation. Well, how the body kind of sets its under chronic stress, again, there is, it is hardwired into this place, right? Stress, we're, we're supposed to go into stress and come out of stress very easily. That is natural to us. We have this beautiful right. built-in system, right? But over time, if we've been exposed for too long, our body gets hardwired into this chronic state of stress, which a lot of us have been in for decades, right? And yeah. in that, we lose our ability, whether it's because we don't eat enough, we go long periods without eating, essentially, again, that energy budget, which is our energy reserves, right, has become deficient. We are in the red. People are coming to us a million dollars in debt. When that takes place, the body, again, is hardwired into those stress hormones where 
we can eat a meal and very soon thereafter, those energies, that energy is depleted. We don't have it any longer because we're still in debt. So we have to nurture that piece. We have to provide the nourishment for the body to be able to tone down that chaos in the system. So we teach people to align their nutrition with their physiological kind of rhythms or patterns or what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Physiological state, right? So that we can interrupt that cycle. We can get in there and provide the body the resources it needs to produce the energy that we need to sustain a day. And that day turns into weeks, turns into months, turns into years as we continue to replenish. And in that replenishment, we're building that resiliency back up. We're paying back that debt so that we can, again, bounce in and out of stress, right? But because the system is so heavily wired to react to life and environment, we have to get a little more specific. And that's the strategy behind what we're doing nutritionally. It's not just about eating food. It's about finding the right balance. It's about finding the right nutrients based on where you are in your healing process. Because when people come to us, they're eating very differently than what they're eating, you know, two, three months down the line because their system is so much more strong and resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And when we speak about nourishment and a mineral rich diet, like what does that really look like? Because a lot of people have this idea of restriction and I got to cut out all the foods or I have to be on an AIP diet because of my thyroid or autoimmune, you know, Mm -hmm. or I have to be intermittent fasting and it can get really confusing. And I feel like we're still asking those questions in 2023. What do I eat? Mm -hmm. People are still so confused. I think we eat what nature provided us with, which is not in a box or a can. We're not saying we don't eat that at times, Mm -hmm. but it should be predominantly from earth, right? I mean, grown or, you know, birthed in a sense. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously part of the issue because people are eating more boxed, wrapped, canned, processed, fortified, God knows what food more than ever. Right. More than ever. And a lot of people like, oh, I'm retinol deficient. I need a supplement. Well, (laughs) why don't you just look at what you're not eating, right? You don't eat any fatty fish. You probably eat eggs that have no retinol because God knows what they are fed. And you can't have dairy, so you don't have it. If you don't get the food, you're not going to have the nutrient. You're going to be deficient. I'm B12 deficient, but I need a supplement. Eat the food. Some of your foods, like let's say chicken liver, beef liver, you know, there's others, but like loaded, loaded with B12. Loaded with folate, copper, etc. So I think people, and this goes back into how do I change, create change. You know, it's it's I want to heal. Are you ready to heal? You got to take the steps. It's looking at well, most people eat chicken, steak, or fish. You know, I'm sorry, chicken, steak, and eggs. Chicken, steak, and eggs. That's what most people eat, right? And then they're having rice or chips or potatoes or processed stuff, right? Number one, people aren't getting a variety of protein. They're not getting enough dairy, high quality dairy, if they can handle it, right? Which is loaded with retinol and vitamin D. Mm -hmm. They're not getting enough fatty fish like salmon. Of course, people eat salmon, but salmon, sardines, mackerel, herring, loaded with retinol, vitamin D, copper, tons of minerals. They're not getting enough whitefish, minerals, shellfish, tons of fats and, you know, fat soluble vitamins and minerals. And we're not getting organ meats. We're not saying you have to be like the liver king. But of course, these are nutrient-dense foods. 
So if we start slowly bringing in this variety, plus vegetables have minerals that we can utilize on top of all that, right? Yeah. You know, plus different carbs, depending on the season, like roots, fruits, squashes, et cetera. Then we're kind of paying off our debt now with like hundred dollar bills versus pennies. You know, it's going to go a long way, but there has to be a structure to it. It's not just if I eat these, I'm going to heal, mm-hmm. right? Because remember the catalyst for mineral issues is chronic stress. It's not always just a food deficiency. It's chronic stress plus not eating the foods plus there's certain drugs that just deplete minerals like a wildfire, right. you know, like SSRIs and a lot of GI medications and benzodiazepines and ADHD medications and NZs and the list goes on. Plus certain supplements, chelate minerals, you know, because a lot of them are synthetic, like calcium, vitamin D, retinol, palmitate, iron, and then high fructose corn syrup plus glyphosate. All these things lead to mineral deficiencies. So you can't just go on eating the food. Of course, it'll help, but your right. buckets are so empty. The first is, how do I do that in a way and how do I live in the way to dampen that stress response, right? That's step number one that we just talked about because stress is the catalyst. And once you do that, then over time, everything will fall into place, mm-hmm. right? You can't just treat deficiency with a food or a supplement. There has to be that stress. And it's not necessarily like always, I don't feel stressed, right? It can be, I don't get outside enough. I'm working out at the wrong times. Right. I'm not getting quality food or mineral rich foods. I'm taking too many supplements. I'm not getting enough sleep. Like there's still stressors onto the system that create a physiological effect. That's what a stress is. And when it becomes constant, that's when we start losing minerals. That's when we start dysregulating that cortisol melatonin relationship. Because anytime cortisol is high constantly, melatonin plummets. GI issues, sleep issues. How many people have GI issues and sleep issues? Tons. Right? Everyone. Why? Because we're not eating and living and breathing in congruence with how our body needs our environment, right? So mineral issues are more than just a supplement. It's more than an HTMA. It's stepping back and saying, how do I live and eat whatever to create that physiological shift so I can dampen that stress response? Because I can tell you that Probably 90% of our population is physiological stressed, even if they don't feel it. Right. How do we know? It's simple. No one gets outside at sunrise. That's the catalyst. When you look at it physiologically, it's the catalyst. You know, people wake up, they work out, or they fast, number two and three, right? So from the beginning of the day, we're effed. (laughs) You're chasing the rest of the day. You are chasing your tail. You're chasing your energy. You're chasing health. You're chasing your symptoms. What does that feel like physiologically? That is a stress response. That's tired and wired, GI, constipated hormone, SIBO, MTHFR, histamine issues, all these things people are suffering with, right? And then sleep. So for us, a big piece of that is how do you go into the day? I love it. How do you go into the day? And that can create, be a big catalyst over time. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, I just need to get more light and this is going to heal my gut. (laughs) Not necessarily. It's a puzzle. Well, I think it's also if if I can just eat these foods, right? But as we, you know, as we teach our people, cut out these foods, it's like, no, now we have to learn how to, how we get up, how we plan our day, when our body needs to be fed, when we grocery shop, you know, there's, there's so many variables that play into caring for ourselves. Like health Mm -hmm. is such a massive responsibility. 
right? Mm -hmm. And that's why we can't, we tend to look at the big picture of here I am and here's where I want to be. And oh my God, I'm getting totally overwhelmed by what they're saying, (laughs) right? But that's why what Josh just said is so important. How do you start your day? How do you begin your day? And And that leads you to, again, what's going to happen next. And then you finally, over time, you find this beautiful rhythm that just is completely in alignment with where you are, right? It takes a little bit of effort to find and sync up with that. But once you do, it's kind of just become second nature. Doesn't matter if you have a gut issue or any issue. Doesn't. You should be getting light. Right. Or sunlight. It doesn't matter if it's snowing outside, there's a tornado, there's clouds, there's rain, the snow, it does not matter. UV light can break through. If you know where the sun is typically, like I know every morning it's on the backside of my house. Right. And obviously in the winter, it, come, it rises later, you know, and, and there's an app called Circadian Life that you can look at yes. UVA, UVA, UVB. But it's there. Everyone has this like misconception like, oh, it's winter and I can't get vitamin D. That's false. Right. right. You can get less, but summer is the time to stock up. To Got build it. up that bank account so you can make it through winter, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's not just about light. It's finding the pieces to your healing puzzle. and How do you create new healthy habits and behaviors? That's what For health sure. is, yeah. right? So you can wake up and work out and fast and eat beautiful food. But if you're not doing it in a way to meet your needs, to support your physiology, and you're not getting light and you're working out at the wrong time of the day, and it's working against you, you're taking two steps forward and four steps back, you know, it's that simple. And this is why, I mean, we've been in this 23 years, people are struggling now more than ever. And we have more than ever at our fingertips. It's true. 23 years ago, it was like Paul check or Charles Polican. That was it. That was the only certification, right? There was supplements, but not like there are today. There was like maybe two or three lab companies, you know, we were talking about red light therapy and light, but it was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And it was like, go buy a chicken light, make it. There was no a thousand dollar lights, yeah. you know? Totally. It was like, we didn't have a lot, yeah. you know? It's not made like it easier. Not, it wasn't like yeah. 1940, yeah. but it was like, I'm just right. saying now it's overlooked. Yeah. And people have to look at that and say, what is going on? Like I have more at my fingertips than ever, but I'm more confused, overwhelmed, anxious, and paralyzed. Mm-hmm. right? It's because you're doing all the things instead of the things that you need. There's a big difference. I always say yeah. it's like, if I was going to change the car, the tire on my car and my son, which I'd probably never do because it's not my thing, but that'd be like going into your garage and grabbing every single tool off the shelf, <laughs> right? putting it on the ground and trying every tool until mm-hmm. you finally land on the right one. It's exhausting. Yeah. We'd be in there forever. Totally. I hope you're enjoying my interview with Josh and Jeannie. I mentored with them quite a few years back and it was an amazing experience having them open me up to different ways of looking at health and healing. I've spoken about my naturally nourished hormone program many times, and there are multiple inspirations behind why I created this program. Number one being that I was inspired by all that I learned from Josh and Jeannie. Number two, I'm getting older. We're all getting older, whether we like it or not. And I know that what I do for my health and body now is going to look very different than what I did in my 20s, let alone how my body responds to what I do now will also be very different. 
Thirdly, I wanted to optimize my fertility at 40, which I know many women are wanting to have children at this age and beyond. And there's so much confusing, conflicting, and downright overwhelming information out there about fertility. I wanted Naturally Nourished to provide a simple framework for the foundational elements to optimize fertility. And lastly, here we are in 2023, feeling more confused about what to eat, what to supplement with, how to care for ourselves, and true healing and health will not come from a supplement bottle or counting macros, but about honoring the stage of life we are in, stepping into more feminine flow, slowing down, connecting with nature, sunlight, and real food. And that's the foundation of Naturally Nourished. To bust through all the bullshit we see online about health and hormones and getting to the core of what matters for optimal health. For the month of December, I am offering Naturally Nourished for 50% off for all podcast listeners. I want this program to be accessible to you and for you to have this information at your fingertips. Use the code 2023 at checkout and you'll save 50% off. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished. The coupon code is 2023 and the code will expire on December 31st. Yeah, it's true. It's just, there's so much conflicting information. There's so many quote unquote influencers and it's hard, you know, when you don't trust yourself or know how to listen to your own intuition, it's very easy to get caught up in all of the things in social media. Here's the solution, right? Unfortunately, like we can blame Instagram and we can blame the practitioners, which I agree with. The problem is people need to take responsibility for that. Why? Because Instagram or social media is not a consultation. Right. It's not a protocol. It's not read this post and it's going to tell me what to do next. It's Mm -hmm. a conversation. So if you're looking at it as a treatment protocol or a consultation, that's the reason. Maybe you're disillusioned by it all and you're like, this sucks. I'm not getting the answers I want from Instagram because that's not what Instagram is about. Yeah. It's being pushed that way, but it's not what it's, that's why people are so confused. Absolutely. Do you get a lot of angry vegan comments? Not, not anymore. We used to like years ago. Right. But not anymore. You know. The only time we do is when there's a vegan who really needs help Mm. and is really against changing. Right. Right. It's been years though. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I would say it's. It's not often. It used to happen. I feel like a little bit more frequently, but, and it's true. It's all, it's always when there's someone that's kind of in their breakdown and really looking for the solution and just holding on to that way of being and not willing to make that shift. But I think it's a message for everyone. Like we're not promoting a 30 day fix. Right. We're not promoting a 60 day fix. Of course. We're not promoting a 90 day fix. Right. And this is people want to heal yesterday. It's impossible. Think about it. You're 30, 40, 50, right? It's taking you 30, 40, 50 years to get here. If someone tells you you're going to heal in three months, run the other way. Do not give them your money, right? Because you have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of debt to unwind. It -hmm. takes time. It's not Mm -hmm. like you're going to go outside at sunrise for a week and go, it's not working. Of course it's not. You know, you have 30 years to unwind, but with consistency, and time and momentum, you'll get there. You yeah. will create change. But just like it took you this long to get here, 
right? It's going to take you that long. Well, it's not going to take 50 years, but yeah, absolutely. Say Rome wasn't built in a day, but it's the same thing. So I try to explain this to people. It's like, we're not trying to get rid of your symptoms. I mean, we are, we're trying to heal the body, but we are creating an environment that supports your every single need, both physical and emotional. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think there is a balance between the two. And for so long, there's been so much emphasis on the physical that we've yeah. completely neglected the emotional. Right. But when you create this environment, you are essentially learning everything you need. It doesn't go away. <laughs> it becomes a part of your life. And that's where, again, becoming healthy can be a great experience because you're right. creating something that's beautiful. And that again, serves you and holds you in your wholeness, right? For sure. It's a game changer. It is. You approach it in that way. And that's such a beautiful way to explain it. And again, I can truly be a testament to this as you know, you both can for your, for your own journeys. It took years. This didn't happen for me overnight to like break those habits of like the obsessiveness and being obsessed with also the physical part, mm-hmm. you know, and how I looked and quote unquote being lean and whatnot. And you can still be all of that, but sometimes, you know, there's a cost to it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being on that cycle of intermittent fasting and it feels good until it doesn't. And Adrenaline like feels good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that simple. Yeah. And so you've talked a little bit about movement and like moving at specific times in the day. Can we break that down a little bit more? Well, it's really simple. Your metabolism is peaking around, I mean, let's say 10 to 2 or 10 to 3. That's the best time to work out because your metabolism is working on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's hard for people to do, but that would be the most optimal time to move. Even if it's just like going for a walk after lunch, we tell people. A, you're getting outside in nature, hearing sounds, which is great for your nervous system and your cells. You're in the sunlight. You're walking post-meal, which is great for insulin sensitivity. And you're moving at a peak time. So it can't really work against you. The problem is people working out first thing in the morning fasted with no energy in the system. And at night, after a stressful day, maybe not eating. So the working out at not optimal times. And then we teach people in our group coaching how to assess their workout so they can really learn, hey, is it is it the workout that's not working or is it my nutrition around the workout that's not working? So they right. can really personalize it to meet that need. And sometimes that means to heal that you need to pull it back a little bit. Maybe you need to work out at a different time. Maybe you need to change the frequency, the intensity. We work with people to help them. We don't just say you can't work out, right. but we assess it and we make those adjustments so we can really find let's say the intensity, the frequency, the time that works for them metabolically versus against them, right? Because if your goal is to heal, why do anything that's going to work against your system? If work against your system, again, you're pushing towards inflammation, which is creating exhaust and debt. And if your goal is to heal or even lose weight, it doesn't make any sense to do anything that's going to do that, right? Like work out first thing in the morning fasted. I think For any human in this world, no matter who they are or how healthy they are, that is probably the worst thing you could do. (laughs) Yeah. In this world as we know it today. Yeah. Yes. Same thing late at night. Because based on your circadian rhythm, your systems, 
your cortisol, your melatonin, you're working out opposite of how the body, where the body is at physiologically. Right. Which totally makes sense. Now, would you, when you say that you're tracking food around your workout, not necessarily tracking, but monitoring how your food maybe is impacting your workout, is this looking at markers like temperature and pulse rate to help assess how your nutrition might be impacting you? We do use that assessment to help people identify more clearly. So if you're looking at temperature and you, you know, you have to look at pre temperatures. So morning, wake up after breakfast and then following workout to see what that trend is. Cause we're always looking at the trend of temperature and pulse, not necessarily exactly what it is. Yeah. But when we see the temperature drop and pulse stays the same, that's typically an indication that your nutrition is the bigger problem in the workout. If we see the pulse elevated and temperature is normal, normal above 85, we know that the intensity of the workout is too much for that person. In a, in a general sense, that's right. what we're looking at. Yeah. Right. But one of the tell-alls as, as far as people working out in the wrong way for them, that's not supported properly, your sleep is going to go first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Appetite, sleep. Appetite and sleep. Yeah. The two most common. Yep. Now you mean appetite. Sorry. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Suppressed. 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 Okay. Yeah. And then so your sleep be really will be They've driven up those stress hormones quite a bit, suppressing the appetite. And then disrupted that circadian rhythm to where, again, cortisol staying elevated and peaking out when it should be coming down. First thing in the morning, suppressed appetite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good point there. For someone who's like, just give me the meal plan. Just give me the meal plan and tell me what to eat. You guys aren't giving out meal plans. (laughs) Impossible. (laughs) And I would run to the people that are. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah, Let's talk about that a little bit. It's you just you can't because again, like we were talking about earlier, everybody has a different rhythm in their day to day life. They have different experiences with their life and within their environment. So you can't yeah. just say eat X, Y, Z. You can't say based on your weight, your activity level and your height that you should be eating X amount of macros because you don't even know where somebody's beginning. Right. Right. Yeah. So for us, a lot of people are eating very minimally. So if we handed them a pro sheet that's hey, go eat 2,000 calories and they've been eating under 1,000, well, that's not going to work for them. Digestively, it's not going to work for them from a weight perspective on so many levels. On a preparation perspective, like there's just too many things. It's not always about more. And it's not about more. Right. And I think that, you know, when you think about it, just like a female when they cycle, like how you eat through the month and through ovulation might be a little different. How you live might be a little different. How you move might be a little different. Same thing with the seasons, how you eat in the summer should be different than how you eat in the winter. Why? The days, the darkness and the light, right? It influences our system. You know, when you eat is going to be different based on the season. Same thing. Every human is different. Everyone has a different story and different needs. So what they eat and when they eat is going to be different during those times, during their healing phases, during the seasons and so forth. And as they move through that healing process every day yeah i mean things that we teach is adaptation because not every day is the same so how do you move with that where again in our culture especially nutrition it's the exact same thing every single day yet you change your environment changes everything changes from day to day so we have to learn how to navigate that and continue to you know as we are building that awareness align with how to 
Yeah, I mean, everyone has this protocol. I wake up, I do this, I work out, I fast, I eat, I juice, I watch Netflix, whatever. The problem is, what if today you feel this down here? Are you still going to do that? Well, if you do that, now when the body comes back up, you didn't meet its needs, so now you're going to be behind. But if you dip down with it, you change how you eat, how you move, how you rest, whatever. Now are you going to actually, when that curve comes back up, you're going to be right there and get a lot further ahead. The problem is people work through their sickness, yeah. right? And maybe they don't eat to meet that need. And the problem is when you do these things, it's just going to create debt over time and add to the debt you already have. We have to say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't work out today. Or maybe I need to eat differently to meet my needs. Maybe I just need a little more space, you know, and get outside a little more. Like, we have to start adapting instead of trying to live with this protocol of all these different things that we have to do every day to create health because every day or week or month could be a little different. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think there's just this big learning to let go of these very dogmatic approaches, which is so hard. (laughs) That's why we have to take bite-sized pieces. Yep. And not try to change it all in one day. It's form for people. You know, sometimes I'll say to a client, like a client I'm working with now, she's like, things are crazy right now. Me and my husband are talking about divorce and my son is this and we got a lot going on. I'm like, maybe we should just like not have another consult for a month or two until things quiet down. So you can take that energy, focus on this, still do what we're doing, but we're not going to add to it. Well, I want to move through this. And why do you want to consult with me? And it's foreign to people to go, okay, I need to shift. Totally. The energy needs to shift. And I need to focus on how do I meet my needs during this stressful time. I'm still going to do the things that Josh taught me, but I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to add more. I don't need to add more. There's already enough, right? How do I nurture myself during this time to build resiliency to it? And it's just foreign to people. It's so foreign. Yeah. And also just maintaining the consistency because we want those quick results and because things aren't happening so quickly well, throw this in, let me go to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. And it's just this vicious cycle. It's like never ending for people. Yeah. But I think if you spend time building the awareness and you make the changes, it happens a lot faster than it might if you don't. Right. <laughs> right? In our experience, it's kind of like I had a client that just recently started. She lives in Hong Kong. She's traveling all over Europe. She's she's on one end of the globe to the other in a mat, you know, multiple times a month. And we changed two little things, eat within 30 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And make mm-hmm. sure to follow it up with a bigger meal, a more dense meal. All of her gut issues are gone. Her mood issues are gone. She's super regulated throughout the day. And she's still, you know, struggling with all the travel that she's doing. But we just targeted those two, those two little things. And, and recently I spoke to her yesterday because she lives in Hong Kong and works globally she can start her day a little bit later in the day. I said, so what do you do with your morning? She's like, well, I'm, I'm catching up with everything else that I miss in the day. I'm like, we are going to protect two hours mm. at the start of that day. That seven to nine is your time. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to start there. Yep. And it was very hard for her to swallow that pill. But for I'm like, that's, sure. that's the next thing we're going to do. And that is it. You know, and this is a girl who's go, 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 but she's also very aware that so much of what her behaviors are stem from her past, her, yep. you know, her hardwiring in a sense, right? Yep. So we're trying to break those patterns and we have to do it in bite-sized pieces to not overwhelm. 
but then we'll do it on the end of, other end of the day, right? And then over time, we're going to create a little bit more of a rhythm for her that aligns with what her needs are, but without making it too uncomfortable, but getting huge gains yeah. at the same time. It's yeah. amazing. It's so hard, but yet it's so simple. Exactly. You know, and it's crazy how we undermine the simple and the free tools, yeah. light, sleep, <laughs> you know, walk outside. Yep. It's like these things aren't expensive. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no cost to them. And it's, again, just commitment to making that shift and doing them daily. I'm sure you probably hear so much from your clients, like, that's it? This is all you want me to do? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. Yes. But then there's also the other part of it was like, oh, thank you so much. Yes. Because this is the first time I've ever been given this opportunity. For sure. Right. Or even been, you know, shown that I can do it in this way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. I love that. A few final things that you would love our audience to take away, things that you would love for them. Or maybe maybe it's the not doing <laughs> things that you would maybe like them to do or not do. Um, moving forward, some big takeaways before we sign off. What would that look like? I think for me, it's, you know, start asking yourself the question of what is it that I need? Explore that a little bit and see what you come up with, because it's not something that people have had a lot of opportunity to explore. And when you can begin to answer those questions throughout your day is what do I need right now? you're going to start to align with more of what you need on the overall, the, the, the whole. Yeah. I think focus more on how you move into the day when you wake up. Because mm. how you start the day is going to dictate how you end the day and how you sleep, right? Which sinks you into your rhythm. So you waking up and going in your phone, computer, TV, you know, shot out of a rocket. Well, that's how your day is going to go. And you're never going to get it back. You're going to chase it all day. Or are you waking up a little bit before your kids or waking up and journaling or prayer and meditation or just laying there or stepping outside or eating or whatever it is, going into the day in a different state. You have a better chance of regulating your state going into the day like that. And you can build upon that, right? It's hard to build backwards. Oh, I need a nighttime snack so I can sleep, right? That's the thing people say. This is something you can build upon and create the best day possible. It's going to have the biggest influence on your physiology for sure. Because it's going to dictate how the rest of the day goes and how you sleep at night. And as you build upon it, that'll just keep building over time for sure. I love it. Well, thank you so much for all of that beautiful insight. And it was a very refreshing conversation and a refreshing way to chat about health and wellness and well-being without all the craziness of intellectualizing our health so much and just really tuning in and connecting, which is really where it starts. And we've been neglecting that. So thank you to both of you for being here. I so appreciate it. Where can our audience connect with you and learn more about what you guys do? Our website is eastwesthealing.com. You can find our, a lot of our socials on there. Of course, our Instagram is Real Food Gangsters. Love it. Those are the best two places. Yeah, those are the best two places to find us for sure. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate having thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Samantha. 
Thanks everyone for tuning in today. If you could share this episode with your friends and family, we would love it so, so much. And you can connect with Josh and Jeannie over on Instagram at Real Food Gangstas. You can also connect with me at Holistic Wellness Witch. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have an epic day.